Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my husband and yours, Mr. (laughs) Eric Robertson. Hello. (laughs) Husband of the world. (laughs) We are very thrilled, honored, excited, and I'm a little anxious, but it's going to work through me. I already know it. To be here with you on the second Episode of season three, 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 episode 151, leave the world a better place than you found it. Now, don't get stressed out because that sounds really hard. And if you're already feeling overwhelmed, us telling you to leave the world a better place than you found it could seem like a really overwhelming, guilt-inducing thing to do. That's not what it's going to be. We're also not suggesting you're going to die soon. (laughs) I don't know. What do I know? Everything. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about this episode with you, but I can't I can't wait to the end. I can't wait to the end to just like share how grateful and emotional <laughs> a big surprise it has been to receive the love. Yeah. As we've brought the podcast back. What have you noticed, Eric? <laughs> What have I noticed? I've noticed. Oh, I mean, just like what? Like what's the experience like for you? What are you noticing? I noticed the green grass. <laughs> Man, that's a hard question. I mean, I've noticed so much. I'm thinking, are you asking what I've noticed between you and me? Or I'm not. Whatever, man. I'm just. I've had a great week. I honestly, I was burned out last year with the podcast, mm-hmm. and I feel so grateful to come back and to talk again. I feel a slight responsibility to like read more. And to like have things to say, which yeah. is always a great thing. Yeah, I've been feeling that too. I'm yeah, like, like, am I even interesting? <laughs> yeah, good question. Well, we'll <laughs> let them. De- sure. We'll let them decide. <laughs> I just, I just notice things are brighter. That's beautiful. Yeah. I was really tentative about not the pod, not putting the podcast back up, but what we decided to do, we're at the end of the podcast. We said, you know what? We want to try to make this podcast supported by listeners. We talked about how it's been rough financially for us. For me in the past, especially, there would have been too much ego there to do that. That's not something I would have had the capacity to, to do to like put myself out vulnerably in that way. Yeah, likewise. When the first few Venmos rolled in, my first response was, this is so embarrassing. This is humiliating. We're money grubbing and it's not going to be worth it even. And we've de- I've debased myself. Anyway, that's, that's where I was like the first. <laughs> where are you now? I mean, it was, it's inspired. One, because it's a miracle. You know, I needed some money for a few things and I didn't know how I would get it. And I kept having faith that it would work out, even though I had no idea how it would work out. Not even counting on people sending in money from the podcast to be the way it worked out. I just felt like we could try it. The thing that I did not anticipate at all is how it would 
rather than make it like, oh, you're giving me and Eric money and we owe you, right? Like, rather than that, it it made the podcast feel like such a community. It made it feel like such a value exchange. It was such an exchange of love. Yes. Yes. Not that money is the only way that we receive love. It, it always feels that way when there's a review, a comment, like we will receive well, it all. Why it was different is we weren't selling a product with a price we yeah. were having like a fixed exchange mm. it was like we've you know we do this podcast because we love to and they you listener reciprocated because you love us and you value us and that is more meaningful than you buying a product it will and and like people saying they ordered the book I, don't get us wrong that's super oh, yeah. super valuable but just in terms of the podcast itself the podcast i think yeah what you're saying it's like the podcast has its own value yeah i just want to say thank you Thank you. Thank you. Some people would send $5 and they'd say, I wish it could be more. Oh my gosh, every dollar, it it felt like a scream, like a shout of love and support. And so whether it was $5 or $500, which somebody did do, I was going to, I was going to tell them that they made a mistake. And Eric was like, don't you dare. She's like, should I tell them they put an extra zero on there? (laughs) We'll see. We'll continue to go forward with this, and we'll talk about it at the end. But we're we're putting our Venmo link in. If the if this episode or past episodes have resonated with you, great. But I say that we probably we have tens and tens of thousands of downloads on each episode, and let's say maybe about probably like a hundred people gave mm-hmm. money, which is incredible, yeah, it's unbelievable, more than anticipated. But I just. I never want it to feel like you feel like you need to do it every single time. No, right? Never. There's a there's a lot of people. Well, no, I, yeah, right? never, I, I never want them to feel like they have to. Yeah, or should. Yeah, I, I I just want a fr- like I love the gift exchange with yeah. no with no strings. I also feel like the people who have invested, they're more likely to keep listening and keep engaging, and so that was really a beautiful unforeseen side effect for me. The other thing I just want to thank you guys for is the warm reception about my book (laughs) that is coming out. It's just, wow, it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we really, really are grateful and excited to be here and share with you. Do you remember how we used to do getting bookie with it? So this is a little bit of getting bookie with it that will help lead us into our topic. Because this this idea, leave the world a better place than you found it, it's not new. It's not novel. It's not like you haven't heard it before. It kind of reminds me of, is it the Boy Scouts where it's like you you leave a place better than you found yeah. it? Like yep. you clean up after yourself? Yeah, exactly. That concept. But the way that I received it, the way that I it was presented to me through a book that I've been reading, it made something click for me in a different way. And that's what I wanted to share with you. So I have gotten very into... <laughs> fantasy like young adult like fantasy like (laughs) I've been reading all these like new adult young adult series that's so different for me especially if you've listened to past podcast episodes I mean it's all self-development business development nonfiction, and I'm coming in hard in the last year and a half I'm like I especially when I was working on my book I didn't want to read anything like that and I have been in the young adult new adult hardcore. And I just started a couple weeks ago, A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. It's a whole big series. 
I absolutely love it. I'm so obsessed with it. I've been on Etsy looking up like the A Court of Thorn and Roses fan gear that people make. Like, <laughs> I'm in. She's getting deep. I'm in deep. And so if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. If you're looking for like a long, beautiful world journey, it reminded me like Lord of the Rings where like the first two books are like a building and building and these different armies are coming together and there's the humans and the fays and the fairies and all the things. I just finished the third book where there's like this huge epic battle that that they've been preparing for, that the characters have changed and fought and lost and been transformed. The lead character, Farah, 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 Farah. There we go. She is a human. I'm not going to do any sort of spoilers, but all I'm going to say is that she learns that there is a specific type of fairy that only speaks the truth. And this type of fairy is called a sorial. The way that you can get a sorial to tell you the truth is you can trap it. And there's different ways to trap it. But these are creatures and they're kind of terrifying to look at. They seem really violent, like they could rip your throat out. But they also, if you ask them a question, can only speak the truth to you. Farah, the the heroine, she develops a relationship with one sorial in particular. And in the third book, again, no spoilers, but in the third book, she she needs the help from this sorial again. So she goes out to search for the sorial. It's a massive meeting in that you know, they're going to be separated. She used to be so terrified of this creature, the truth. So now this is what we do where fiction and stories can become so healing and show us parts of ourselves where you start to adopt every role. So you're the Sorial, you're Farah, you're you're both parts. And at first she only talks to the Sorial when it's trapped, like it's captured. She's set a trap for it and it can't wiggle free. I think that's so interesting and beautiful because often when we are going to see truth, it's like, okay, well, we can see truth and we can hear it, but it needs to be presented in this way. I can only accept it like this and it's it's going to be scary. It, there's all the conditions. We set all the conditions for it. But in this this meeting that she has with the surreal in the third book she just talks to the surreal he comes right up to her and she decides to not be afraid anymore afraid of this truth afraid of this creature that has helped her and shown her support as the surreal is leaving and it is going to be most likely their final parting it starts to reflect Farah wants to help the Surreal. It's injured and she wants to help it. And she says, what can I do? What can I do? And he's like, there's nothing you can do. But then after a very, very long immortal life, he says to her, leave the world a better place than you found it. He says this to her in the midst of war, in the midst of battle, in the midst of massive loss. She's at her wit's end, trying to look for truth, trying to look for answers. It just really struck me that this fairy character, its genus, its type, tells the truth. So I was thinking, okay, this is a this is somebody that has lived their whole life honoring the truth, sharing the truth, speaking the truth. And what would be some of their final thoughts or reflections? Isn't that incredible and beautiful? That after years and years of people taking from it and demanding answers and seeing the good and the bad that people do with the truth, the way that people will receive the truth or not receive the truth, and then the sorial itself, the way that it then acts after (laughs) seeing and interacting with the world with this really unique perspective, its thoughts are, leave the world a better place than you found it. This just really impacted me 
so much because I think it can feel really overwhelming that we have this mission and we have this purpose and we got to get out there and these goals and all these different things. But I wanted to talk about what does it look like in your sphere, your circle, your day-to-day life that you're already living, that you're already interacting with to leave the world a better place than you found that. So Eric, I talked to you about this. Did you have some thoughts? It looks like you have some thoughts. So I started thinking about what my world is. Like mm. I, I wanted to define that. First. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I wanted to do that is because the world, in quotation, can be so many things. Mm. And I think when we t- think about the world, it's such a big visual that we think, oh, how can we solve the world's problems? How can we... I don't know, like get this ideology in or influence group think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's so it's so overwhelming and like it gives it can give you a sense of like purpose and like I need to ramp up and do it. But that really I really was just thinking about what my world is. And my world is my life. It's my small ordinary moments of walking around the house and like helping the kids getting ready for school, texting my friends, going for walks, running my little business. Like that's my world. And so how can I leave this world better than I found it? Uh, one one thing that came to my mind was the movie About Time. <laughs> oh, this is his favorite movie. And yeah. before you get to this thought, I just yeah. want to, I think that's such like a powerful tool that you introduced maybe without even intending to, where, I, where the thought that you and I wanted to talk about was leaving the world a better place than you found it. Mm-hmm. And you immediately were like, okay, well, what's the world? What's my world? And so I think that that's really a beautiful place for anybody listening to the episode to start thinking about what is your world, not what's the world you think it should be. What's the world as that, you know, this aspirational world? No. What is your circle of influence? What is your world? What is it? What does it involve? So I really love that. I would even suggest what is your, yeah, what is your real world? Mm, Real. So we're not just talking about going on the internet and screaming our ideas. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, So I was thinking about like making my world a better place. And then the next thing was after I defined what my world was, Mm. I then realized that I have to be in my world to change it. What I mean wow. by this. That's good. That's really good. What I mean by this is giving my awareness to my world. For mm. example, I can't help my kids if I'm distracted. Wow. This I, is so I, good. I can't give love in the moment at hand if I'm rehashing yesterday's regrets Woo. or worrying about tomorrow's demands. Wow. So when I'm truly here, I feel more deeply and I can truly empathize and I'm, I'm inspired to act for the benefit of myself and whoever I'm with. And you had brought up the movie About Time. So I love the movie About Time. I always cry. <laughs> I'm crying just thinking about what you said, so. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you know what the movie is, but the premise is this guy can time travel. And he can go back. And he does often to go back and like fix things that he, met, like quote unquote, what he thought messed up or wanted to change to make his present better. And after he does this for a while, he realizes, he comes to the, to the conclusion at the end. He says... The truth is, I now don't travel back at all, not even for the day. I just try to live every day as if I've deliberately come back to this one day to enjoy it as if it was the full final day of my extraordinary, ordinary life. I love that so much. That extraordinary, ordinary, is that it? Yeah. Life. 
we talk about the world conceptually, but that's it right there. My extraordinary, ordinary life is the world. It is your world, Eric, and it is my world, Allison, and it is your world, beautiful listener, made possible by listeners like you. (laughs) (laughs) It is your world when we... Oh, that was just so beautiful what you said, being in it, to choose to be in our world. This is... This this has come to my mind often when I see the political landscape of the world, especially our country, and how people seem to get attached to an I- ideology. Mm-hmm. And they and I've I you know I have political stances, and I feel like yeah, if we can just make everyone's, if we can just get this ide- ideology, if everyone thought like me, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> then we can change the world, and it's mm. and uh, that that doesn't make me change myself at all which is where which is my world which is where real change can the only that's place the real only place, change can happen that's so true it's like it's on the <laughs> human level that's the only place it can really happen it can't really change by policy or and so it's, it's easy to not go inward it's easy to go out and and shout and finger point and finger point and shout instead of leaving the your world better than you found it the world that you really live in i love that and as you share that I'm thinking of um, Michael Singer, so author of Untethered Soul and the Surrender Experiment, which we have episodes on. We love Michael Singer. He also has a lecture series on Audible that is like, I don't know, 12 parts, and I've listened to all of them. (laughs) Kind of towards the end of the lecture series, as he's talking about present and being in the present moment, one of the kind of arguments that he says that people will bring up about that is like, okay, but what about like politics and policy and changing the world and are you saying you know don't be a part of that because it's all just about me and I loved how he responded to that it's very much what I would say but then I don't know I felt validated when he said it (laughs) which is no that's not it at all what's it is that action that will rise from that place of change within you from that place of compassion and presence and being in the world that is your world, that action is going to be the true action, the authentic action for you. And I can say from my experience, I will give a witness to it, that's when things happen. I totally agree. It is not when I am forcing it to happen. Or it feeling is, pressured to do something. Or trying to talk people into it. Yeah. I'm really, really good at talking people into things. I am almost a little bit of a magical witch that way. Like I can I can sell you. I can. However, I don't want to. I don't want to. And I have found that even when I can sell and talk and and you know cajole a little bit people into things, it's not true and it breaks apart eventually. This idea of making the world a better place than you found it, yes, of course, be engaged in your community, be engaged in your world. But what is your actual world consisting of? Are you maybe not even, like Eric was saying, I love that concept of being in it. Are you maybe not even in it? And often we're not in it because it's too painful or confusing to be in. Our body is painful or confusing. Our relationships are painful and confusing. We start to isolate or silo ourselves off when me not interacting with my neighbor 
and me not interacting with the people maybe I'm in line with at the grocery store, whether I, you know, out of fear, discomfort, or I'm on my phone, or I'm so caught up in whatever it is I'm doing, I realize that so much of my life, I've been in my own internal dramas. And I don't say that to dismiss them, like, oh, they're dramas. I mean, really, like, my own internal suffering has kept me from being able to physically be in my world, whether that is my neighborhood, my community. I think starting with making your world a place you can be. How can we make the world a better place, better than we found it, if we can't even be in our own world? Eckhart totally has some ideas. Oh, I love Eckhart. I was just listening to him. What do you got? So I was thinking about this again today. So I started researching like doing, like Mm. doing acting, because that's how you, that's one way we can make the world a better place by using our presence to move things forward. Well, and that's so funny because the thought is leave the world a better place than you found it to leave. So like, what's like, is that a doing word? Like that's actually almost a non-action word, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I want to hear your thoughts. I love that. No, no, no. I like this. Maybe I'm not addressing the exact question you're asking, but this is, this is what I came away with on how I can live each day to the fullest to leave my interactions or or even how about this leave the day better than I found Ooh, when I leave the day yes, yes. so I love this he he has a term called awakened doing have you Ooh. heard okay so and there's three modalities of awakened doing okay I'm going to name the three and then I'll break them down so the first one is acceptance that's a modality of awakened doing number two is enjoyment and number three is enthusiasm and he suggests that you need to make sure one of these operates when you are doing anything, even from the most simple thing to the most complex thing. And if you're not in one of these things while you're doing, you will find you are creating suffering for yourself and others. Now. Okay, so it was acceptance. Acceptance, enjoyment, and enthusiasm. With acceptance, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, he gave an example of... What is this? Is this a book? It's his book, A New Earth. So he says, with acceptance, you're you're changing a tire in a rainstorm at night. Okay. It can be a really miserable thing. You can fight the moment. You the can, circumstances. Yeah, you can fight it or you can accept it. Even though you're not enjoying it, you can still have acceptance and, and be at peace with the moment. Mm. From that, he says you could even find enjoyment of it. It sounds crazy, but you might be able to in some way if you accept it. With enjoyment, that's kind of um, self-explaining. When you enjoy something, joy can come in. Enjoy. Joy is coming into it. And then enthusiasm might be the greatest one of all is when all your energy is there and you have the power of the universe at your back pushing you. And so he also says, joy does not come from what you do. So it's not like you say, when you meet someone and they say, you know, I, I really enjoy, you know, knitting. It's not the knitting that's bringing in the joy. He said, su- he suggests that the joy flows into what you do mm. when you're in one of these modalities. So my takeaway from this is if I'm not, whatever I'm doing in the moment, if I'm not in one of these modalities, I, I need to stop. I either need to accept it, learn to enjoy it, or put some enthusiasm into it. And that's not forcing it, but because the, the magic of it is once you come to the present moment, there really isn't any problems in the present moment. And these modalities can come alive in the present moment. And so that's how I want to live my days with these modalities. And then I can leave my world a better place than how I found it. That's so beautiful. I love that. I love that acceptance. So what was it called? Enlightened doing? Awakened Awakened doing. doing. Okay. So it means you're conscious. Yeah, you're awake. You're awake. Yeah. (sighs) One of my first chapters in my book (laughs) is called I Can Wake Up to My Awesome. The way that I've structured the book is there's 12 shifts 
And each of these shifts help you return to the reality of you're already as awesome as you need to be. How do you feel it? And so I can wake up to my awesome. So I love that. And I was thinking about acceptance and how acceptance was the first one listed. I think if the joy and the enthusiasm feel not possible or not true for you right now, because I'm a little bit in that place. I have a lot of natural enthusiasm and joy and passion, and it feels just a little removed from me. I've been, there's been so much good and love, and I'm like, why can't I just feel, feel, feel it more? I realized that part of it is just accepting accepting everything as it is. And rather than I should be feeling this way and I should be feeling that way. Or I, he says the incessant thought of why mm. or just the incessant. Yeah, what am I doing wrong? He, he, he How can I fix it? <laughs> I, love, I love it. He's so, he's so bold. Yeah. He says thinking is suffering basically. Yeah, absolutely. Like stop thinking. Yeah. And just be, 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 be in the moment. And be present. a big, big way to do that is to accept, Mm -hmm. is to accept. I want to share a couple of thoughts that I had about leaving the world a better place than you found it from this perspective of I'm feeling like that sounds, I don't know, like I'm not up for the task or maybe I'm not worthy of it or it's, I can give the joy to other people, but do I really feel it for myself, truthfully? And so from kind of that perspective that I have right right this moment to share my thoughts, I was doing a, a live coaching with my Awesome On Demand group. We were talking about being the author of your story and just different ways of, of reclaiming that trust and that ownership. And one woman, we'll call her Pam, that's not her name, but I feel like that was a good pseudonym for her. Pam said, so... What if I am, you know, this, my friend said something to me and it really hurt my feelings. It was really, really hurtful. And normally I wouldn't have said anything, but you know, they're trying to to honor their truth and communicate. So they had a conversation and the friend said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I wasn't thinking, you know, really apologized. And she said, so I shared my truth. They apologized. And she's like, and I keep getting mad. I keep getting mad about it. And I just started squealing because I was so happy that she would share this because raise your hand, how many people have been, how many people can relate to that? How many people, even when you got the thing you think you wanted, right? Even when you've accepted the apology, unless I had been in the situation that I'm in right now, I don't think I would have been able to give her this answer, but my immediate gut, I knew, I said, because you haven't forgiven yourself. You know, she was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, let let me continue on that. And so I want to talk about an acceptance, acceptance as a way to leave the world a better place that you found it because it's part of that awakened doing like you so beautifully offered and Eckhart Tolle so beautifully offered. That forgiveness, one way that I know that I can leave my days, my interactions and the world a better place is forgiveness. Like all things, we can't give what we don't have for ourselves. And the reason why to Pam, I said, you got to forgive yourself. And she's like, well, 
they're the person, right, who did the thing. Like, I'm forgiving them. And I'm like, yes, but we beat ourselves up for, I can't believe I trusted them. I can't believe I put myself in that situation again. I shouldn't have shared, right? We start taking on the shame and the blame for ourselves even being hurt or needing something to forgive. When I explained it like that, this understanding and kind of the slow head nods of, okay, yeah. Because those wounds, the wounds that trigger something in us that would require forgiveness, they're wounds we've been protecting at all costs. They're wounds we've been trying to shield from. They're wounds that we're trying to make sure nobody ever sees this part about us or knows this thing about us. And, oh, I knew I shouldn't have trusted them. I knew I shouldn't have put myself out there like that. And we start getting really mad at ourselves because we think that we can keep ourselves safe next time. We can control the situation better next time. Okay, I'm learning. I'm doing better. And I'm not going to do that again, right? I'm not going to fall again. That is where, for me, the anger keeps coming up because I haven't forgiven. Yes, okay, maybe somebody has done something like truly just horrific to you and you get to a place to forgive it, but it keeps wounding and it keeps hurting. The question there is, do you forgive yourself for for being alive. Do you forgive yourself for taking action, whether it was wrong action, right action? Do you just forgive yourself for being in a position where you could be hurt, get hurt, allowed yourself to live and accept, just accepting that you can make choices and you can be as informed and as aware and as enlightened as you can possibly be, but can you accept that you can do that and you can still get hurt, that people can still choose to to take an action that that hurts you. It's that like hyper accountability. It's not just taking accountability, it's taking hyper accountability, which is really just kind of a little bit of a control issue there. It's very critical. Yeah, it's very, very critical. So if that anger or that hurt keeps rising up, and specifically too, if you've spoken your truth and they've spoken their truth and it's been shared and you just can't right? You just can't not, oh, I think a couple of things. One, when the feeling arises, accept it. Oh, looks like I'm still pretty mad about it. looks like I'm pretty angry. Looks like my feelings are still hurt. In that acceptance of it comes the forgiveness. The forgiveness of, I accept that that happened. I forgive it. And what can I do to move forward? In the past, I so put such a heavy emphasis on the moving forward, really skipping that step of the feeling. And so when I was thinking about leaving the world a better place than you found it, forgiveness was such just a huge thing that came to mind. And then once that forgiveness is there, even if the anger or the hurt comes back, you can come, you can return to the thought of, I choose to work on really forgiving myself for this, forgiving whoever or whatever needs to be forgiven. And then for me is choosing how you want to move forward. And so with that enjoyment, with that enthusiasm of that awakened doing like you brought up, I find myself in this position where I want to move forward with joy. I want to move forward with enthusiasm. I want to move forward in the way that I know to move forward, which is the only way I've ever been, which is this really enthusiastic ball of energy and and passion and fire and urgency. I just don't feel it like how I used to feel it. But 
rather than creating a narrative where I'm doing something wrong or I could only fill it artificially with anxiety or these different things, I keep returning to I choose to move forward believing that I'm learning how to operate that way without it killing me because I did operate that way, but it, it really just did about kill me and I couldn't continue operating that way. And so because of what I shared in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, you're definitely going to want to listen to episode 150. Because of what I shared in that episode, because of my life experience, moving forward with passion, enthusiasm, urgency, getting all these things done, accomplishing, achieving, yes, but it was, for the most part, much of it fueled by anxiety and not wanting to disappoint and wanting to prove and earn. And so I find myself in a new position where I want to move forward and I want to have that fun and I want to have that naiveness and I don't want to have bitterness, but I want it, I want it and I want it in a truer, more sustainable, less harmful way for me. And so when I come back to that thought of acceptance and belief, it's like that idea of I can believe that this can be true even though I can't feel it in this moment. And we talked about in that in episode 150. I can, I just don't know how yet. I can, I just don't know how yet. And so I know that that joy and enthusiasm and passion and fearlessness that was just so much in me to the point where people are like, how do you have that? I'm like, what are you talking about? You just have it. Everybody has it, right? Like, <laughs> Uh, and and I'm grateful. I, I am. I'm grateful to be able to see my world with different eyes, to see my world more clearly so I can appreciate the gifts that I have and also appreciate that a whole new way of being can emerge. The, the best is ahead. It's not behind. The best is always going to be ahead. And why is the best ahead? Because that's the way I'm choosing to move forward. And that's the belief I choose I choose to continue to operate from. I know that by choosing that, every single day, I'm invited to learn. I'm invited to to experience the world differently. As I experience the world differently and I learn, my ego and my pride (laughs) and my defenses and my wounds, they shimmy and they shake and they loosen up. And it's almost like mulch or fertilizer right the old plants the old ways of being they they wither on the vine if you will and maybe fall down and the fruit is no longer good fruit and we leave it there but what does it do it goes into the soil it continues to contribute to a really healthy root system a really rich system and as we are watching our our yard bloom in the spring and and flowers and different plants start to emerge i find it so interesting how we comment on the soil a lot more we're like well that's some really good soil well that soil needs a few more years back to our our thesis of leaving the world a better place than you found it. I think there is a lot of beauty in understanding that the parts of us that die and the pieces of us that wither or no longer serve us or the relationships that wither and we don't bring forward, we can see them as just a part of that cycle, a part of that whole in priming the soil. Whether or not we're around for the fruit, we can still leave leave the soil, leave the world, leave our interactions better than we found them. 
Amen. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to add? I, I don't know that we could add to that. Woo! We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. We will link to the different resources we shared. Thanks for doing this episode with me. Thanks for doing it with me. I love how prepared you came. You had notes and it, everything. It was so fun. I, I really, I really like doing it. It's, uh, it's fun. It's it good. Is. It's good to to learn something and then share it because it just makes it more more deep for me. Mm-hmm. Once again, thank you all for listening. We love you. We're grateful to have you here. As you know, this podcast is supported by listeners like you. Like you! If you found value and want to reciprocate, we would welcome it, and we are grateful. And we'll leave the Venmo and PayPal uh, links in the notes. I just wanted to, I will not be able to thank everybody, Oh, but I, want, I, I promised a few singing thank yous. Do it. I asked Eric what song I should sing thank yous to, and he suggested I like Big Butts, which is, I I mean, you came up with that quickly. So I want to thank Lisa, Kat and Amanda, Lisa M. No, that does not work. I want to thank you, Marnie and Taylor, Lindsay, Catherine, and Allison Bell. I want to thank you. Was that good? Do you know that song? Tessa and Andy. I want to thank you, Kristen, Addison, Mikkel, and Lindsay. Um, oh, there's so many names to say thank you to. Elise, Tara, Brittany, Maddie, Pearl, Sarah, Josie. Do you know what I want to do? What? I want to build a new podcasting studio. And you know how they do like zoos, people who contribute? They put yes! in bricks. That's a good idea. There's a lot of good we can do with this. And so thank you guys so much. Like this is, I mean, miracle, huge to us. Every dollar is appreciated. Anything you can give and no apologies, no apologies needed. Whatever it is, it's enough. And if you've already given, in no way do you need to feel pressure to to keep giving. But I do know some people were thinking like every episode, they're going to do a little, whatever you can, whatever you can. And another awesome way to support us is by sharing this episode. If it was helpful to you, sharing it online, text message it to a friend. That's even better, honestly. And then let's read. We got some reviews. Do you have a review? Oh my gosh, I do. Thank you so much. This is from Ash B in Austin. They say, I have decided to start over at the beginning and enjoy each episode. Delightful again. That 127. You matter. Adorable Daryl and his weekly bubble baths. Oh, these are, these are like she's she's listing uh, she's listing all the episodes. March eighteenth, twenty twenty. Allison's helpful mantras. Episode one thirty seven. Eric's on your mind. Shiny beats. And yesterday I saw I'd reached a hundred. Episode one hundred forty two. And was mentally preparing myself to run out of episodes. And there could it be true? Episode one fifty. They're back. I'm so relieved to hear the family as well. And things are on a healing path. I'm so grateful for this podcast. So so grateful. My book is on order. Can't wait to enjoy it in August. Yes. It's the content and a very powerful message each episode, but truly, it's just you two that we are all so enamored with. So glad you're back. You guys, people ordering my book is the most exciting. I don't know. People giving us money, people ordering my book. You can see how I'm pretty overwhelmed with the love right now, but I'm just going to keep receiving it. I'm going to receive and accept and receive and accept. Tell me her name again. Ashby in Austin. Ashby. So we have some Allison goodies to send you. So shoot us an email. Hey girl at the Allison Let's do that one for now as we're getting all the systems changed and all the emails updated. And I just want to leave you with this thought that you, 
are already leaving the world a better place than you found it. You're here, you're listening, you're sharing, you're communicating. You're doing so much more than you think you are. You're giving more than you think you are. You're impacting the world more than you think you are. And as you begin to believe that and accept that, you're going to be given even more fuels, more ideas, more power, and more capacity to extend that love to the world around you even more. And I want to remind you that only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. Thank you guys so much, Eric. You're going to give us a sweet beat to go out on. Yeah, I am. This one's called Intentions. It's from the my Pleasant Pictures Music Club library, which has grown dramatically. The site's been redone. If you haven't been there, you should go check it Ooh, out. Check it out. It's good. This song's called Intentions. Use code Awesome with Eric for 20% off. I don't wanna make it weird right now But the past got me with a couple fears right now So let's be crystal clear what we expecting I'll put down my shield and all my weapons You should know I'm here to heal, don't feel threatened I don't trust many, I hope you're the exception uh, Your lips look soft and your touch feels firm And it feels so right, but these lessons I've learned Make me hesitate still, just a bit of concern Cause the tension is hot, but I might get burned Yeah, I wanna be free And never have to worry your fear, just be Tonight I would like to enjoy our time Show me your intentions and I'll show mine Yeah Show me your- 
Right now, so let's be crystal clear what we expect. I'll put down my shield and on my wet, 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 wet.